0: Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. Hey, talking about Christmas. You're like, Jim, come on! It's the middle of November. nah yeah. We're all thinking about. It. In fact, what was incredible is last week we were in Kansas City, and our daughter who lives in Iowa City said, "Hey, mom and dad, can't come down and see you? No problem. We'd love to see you while we're in the Midwest." And and she then she calls me back. She goes, "Dad, by the way, I'm already done with my Christmas shopping. Would you mind if I bring my Christmas gifts with me? Because I'm flying Allegiant and I only get 40 pounds. And you guys drove, so can you bring the Christmas presents home with you?" And I'm like, "Are they wrapped?" Because I'm not wrapping them for you. And, And so she's already done with the Christmas shopping. But we're already buying things for Christmas. Why not involve the whole family and buy for someone in a different part of the world who really needs something? Transforming lives not only at Christmas, but all year long. We're talking today about Samaritan's Purse. Now you're like, Jim, what's Samaritan's Purse? Oh, you're going to find out about Samaritan's Purse, but this is a ministry that impacted our family. This is a ministry that impacts children and families across the globe by millions because of all the families involved. We've got John Brigner in here today with Samaritan's Purse. He's the volunteer regional area strategist right here in Florida. John, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, Jim. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You know, this ministry of Samaritan's Purse, when you really look at it, for 30 bucks you can build a shoebox, fill a shoebox full of stuff, put the money in to ship it, and impact lives across the world. It's a phenomenal ministry. How did you get involved in this ministry?
1: We got involved by just packing shoeboxes. We heard about the ministry and the impact that was going around the world with children, receiving the gospel message, and a little bit of hope, just a tangible gift that gives them hope. And we started by packing shoeboxes. So do you, your wife, and your kids? Yeah, my wife my wife and I started, and then we had a family. So, of course, my kids were involved as well. So how many kids do you guys have? I have two girls. All right. One 16 and one, you can pray for me, one 16 and one 10, or 11. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I praying for you? Those are phenomenal ages. Such an incredible ages of opportunity to do ministry
0: with your teenage girls. Amen, brother. <laughs> Sorry, that was an evil laugh. That was not meant to be an evil laugh. <laughs> Been there, done that, could write the book, but not gonna. All right, so let's talk about how Christ is making an impact in your life. As you look at, you're getting into a really, really busy time for your life. I mean, next week is collection week for Samaritan's Purse here in Florida. That's right. How how have you
1: noticed the Lord getting involved in the intimate details of your life recently? Well, you know, he's involved with our lives each and every day and some of the ways that i see him working is just putting us in front of people that can impact the ministry and impact the kingdom for his glory um just being on this show meeting you about four months ago and being invited on the show god is working all the time in our lives.
0: It's It's fun, and when we got to meet at the Reach 16 event over there at, at Bridgepoint, I'm like, wait a minute, this would be a great opportunity because this is a ministry that families can get involved in. There's a lot of churches around Tampa Bay that are involved in, but this is a ministry that um, businesses can get involved, and this is a right. that any workplace. In fact, how about phenomenal? How about retirement communities? Those fifty-five plus neighborhoods that are full of people that like, I don't get to see my grandkids at Christmas. Fine, don't and, and stop buying your grandkids gifts anyway. They don't need anything. That's right. Or we're from the south. They don't need nothing. They really <laughs> don't need it. We most of us here in the United States of America don't really need anything. That's right. We want some things. Samaritan's Purse touches the lives of kids across the globe who truly need things. That's right. So why don't you talk about Samaritan's Purse? What, what's it all about?
1: Well, Samaritan's Purse, uh, the project is Operation Christmas Child, and we collect gift-filled shoeboxes to send to children around the world. And it's a tangible expression of God's love.
0: And and they're not just shoeboxes. I know my kids love to buy the shoeboxes that were plastic. Yep. Because when we went on the short-term missions field, we saw kids who had the plastic boxes. Everything that they got in the boxes was gone, but they still had the boxes. Because what I learned in the third world, or developing nations, excuse me, is that plastic mm-hmm. containers that keep the water out or the bugs out or the lizards out— or the spiders, because I saw spiders. I never want to see spiders like that ever again. <laughs>
1: that, those were a prized possession. Absolutely, because the plastic shoebox is a gift. The gift is inside the gift. You know, it's a, it's a double blessing when they get those plastic shoeboxes and you're living in a thatch-roofed house somewhere and the rain's pouring in on you. you got to keep anything that's paper is going to be gone. So what a great blessing to be able to have that box. How long did, uh, how long did Operation Christmas Child you know, start? Um, it started 1993. Um, it, a group in Wales uh, partnered with Operation Christmas Child in 1993, and that year they collected 28,000 shoeboxes. All right, 28,000 in
0: 1993. Now yep. we're moving ahead to 2016. How many shoeboxes do you expect to collect across the world this year? 12
1: million shoeboxes this year. And overall, over the last 20 years, it's been hundred over 135 million gift-filled shoeboxes delivered to children in over 150 countries. So you don't get to every country then? No, not every country. Are there some countries that are closed to you? Um, there are some closed countries, um, but we're making inroads uh, that way as well. I'm surprised that they wouldn't let you
0: give a gift. But of course, I know that you got a little gospel and presentations inside every one every one of the boxes. They're so. not
1: inside, they go separately.
0: but oh, they go separately? Yes. All right. All right. We're talking today with John Brigner from Samaritan's Purse, talking about Operation Christmas Child. And this ministry touches the lives of kids across the globe. John, talk to me about what is the purpose? What what is your end goal with these with this operation Operation Christmas Child, the shoebox ministry? What is the end goal for this?
1: The end goal is to reach children with a tangible gift that shares god's love that is the goal and so people put in these shoe boxes they,
0: they get a shoe box or they get one of those plastic boxes that's about the size of a shoe box yep. and what do they put
1: in these shoe boxes there's hygiene supplies you put in pretty much anything that you want whatever the lord leads you to do i, I ask everybody when i'm talking about they ask me what to pack ask the lord pray and he'll tell you what to put in but standard things um School supplies, hygiene items, fun little toys. Hygiene items. Be a little more specific. We are talking toothpaste, soap, soap, washcloths. Bar soap, washcloths, toothbrushes, toothpaste, those kind of hygiene items. Okay. Uh, those things. There was a little girl in Uganda I got to see who opened a bar of soap. It was in a Ziploc bag. And she opened it up, and it was like she was breathing in perfume. She had never had that kind of gift before
0: and it was in a ziploc bag which made it even better because then she got to keep the ziploc bag
1: just like the plastic
0: box ladies and gentlemen you need to understand that in in these developing nations ziploc bags true ziplocs because the cheap ones they don't last really good enough but true ziploc bags especially the freezer ones are the best because they really last ziploc bags these plastic shoe boxes they're a phenomenal gift. They are a true blessing to people. That's right. And you pack boxes based on maybe it's a boy or maybe it's a girl. So right. you might have some pretty stuff in there, you might have some boy stuff in there, like a matchbox or something like that. Socks. Yep. I mean I mean what what are some of the other most creative things people put in these shoeboxes?
1: boxes? Uh, people take little plastic pill bottles and they wrap up little string or fishing line with hooks and weights. And they've got a fishing kit in there. Wow. Sewing kits are the other thing that you can put in little plastic pill bottles. You can put a spool of thread, a needle, a couple uh, buttons. They got a sewing kit. Now, I've always been
0: told or thought that I've been told that you guys just wanted new stuff in there. That's, I mean, that's new stuff, but you're putting in a pill bottle so Mm -hmm. that you're okay with that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. As long as it's new um, and that pill bottle's been rinsed out and everything like that, it's fine. You
0: know, people listening might go, Jim, what does this have to do with I work for him? What does it have to do with connecting my faith in my workplace? Here's the cool part, John, right? I mean, not only do people, uh, do families put together these shoeboxes, right. but you can get workplaces together. To either, whether that workplace is a hospital or whether it's a car dealership or whether it's a, you know, whatever it could be. You can put these shoeboxes together, and, and everybody put an effort
1: together. It doesn't. You don't have to put the whole
0: shoebox together yourself. You can have a group put
1: together. That's right. You can get your whole workplace in, involved. Go on to SamaritansPurse.org backslash OCC, and it'll give you all kinds of different ideas on how to get your workplace involved. SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC. What's that stand for? Operation Christmas Child.
0: Oh, that's pretty amazing. I can't believe I just asked that question on the air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> John, you... You get churches involved, you get businesses involved, you get workplaces involved. When people they don't they don't ever get to see their gift delivered, right? Yet you guys have videos on your website, SamaritanPurse.org, that show um, gifts getting delivered. That's
1: right. How and you've gotten to see it? I've gotten to see it. Yeah, I've had the blessing.
0: That's pretty cool. Now you've arranged for us today to talk to a young lady who received one of these boxes many years ago as a child in a country that will go yet unnamed. That's it. And uh, this child, who's now grown up to be an adult, uh, waiting for ace has got her online, he's putting her on hold. It, it, as as we talked to her, this is a young lady who received a gift. Her name is Elena Hagemeyer. That's correct. And is she living here in the States now? Yes, she is. All out right. in the Midwest. Out in the Midwest. Elena, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. Just lo- I'm so grateful that John arranged for you to be on the air with us today and for you to share a little bit of, of your story. I understand that you actually received one of these shoebox gifts when you were a child in an unnamed country. That we'll, we'll just, We won't talk about where it was. What was your life like at the time you received the shoebox gift?
2: Well, at that time, my sister and I, we were in the orphanage. And we've been in the orphanage for a couple years before we received a shoebox. And so, truthfully for me, um, it was kind of hopeless. And there's just no feel of love or anything like that. And, like, at this orphanage, you know, we didn't have a lot of toys to play with. So it just seemed very, very dark. Mm. And that year specifically, I was at my lowest point just because of everything that was happening in my life. And I just, by that time, I felt so loved by, you know, everybody my parents and the caregivers there and just everything I just felt like a nobody and so um, at this orphanage when I received that box it was like a miracle because the box I mean the outside was glorious you know it was bright and it kind of brought color into my life because by that time like I said I felt like I was a nobody and I didn't feel any love and receiving that shoebox Kind of showed me that there was someone there that cared enough to pack a shoebox for me.
0: From somewhere else in the rest in the world. That's That was, was really cool. Talk to me about what do you remember about that day? Do you remember? Because a lot of times we have a significant event in our lives. We remember the day. Like we even remember the weather. We remember where we're sitting. What was that day like for you as you received that shoebox gift from Samaritan's Purse?
2: Uh, Well, the director of the orphanage, Nina, she kind of told everybody to come and, like, sit in a circle, you know, and we were, we didn't know what was going on, truthfully. And so when we came and we sat down and then they started passing out the shoe boxes, um, for me, um, I was actually afraid to open it because, like, I felt like the outside of the box was very bright and glorious that I was afraid that if I was to open it, I would be very disappointed because in my life I've been disappointed so many times by that time. And so uh, just holding a shoebox, um, I actually watched my sister opening her shoebox first just because I wanted her to have the best and I wanted to make sure that if she didn't like her shoebox, she could have mine. Um, But the cool thing about these shoeboxes is the fact that, like, God knows where these shoeboxes go to. You know, he knows who, what the kid is going to receive that shoebox. Sure. And so my sister, like, when she opened her shoebox, her shoebox was filled with artistic things. And at the orphanage, she, like, she likes to draw and paint and all that stuff. But, like, being in an orphanage, she couldn't practice that skill because, the resources that we had was only for school usage only right and so she couldn't you know just pick up a piece of paper and draw on it and so god being the great god that he is he provided her a shoebox full of artistic things she had like markers and pencils and paper and coloring books like everything in that shoebox
0: so what about so your yeah. sh- what about your shoebox elena what well, was the most important thing <laughs> that was in that shoebox <laughs>
2: I have a couple things that I really remember in my shoebox, and one of those is a pink pen, and that pink pen was my favorite thing in the box, well, one of them, because, you know, this pink pen, it was unique because it had, like, feathers on top of the pen, and as you press down to, like, write with it, the heart of the pen lit up, and it was just amazing because I've never seen something like that. But the coolest thing for me was the little booklet. Uh, it's the booklet that called called um, The Greatest Gift of All, and it you know it was kind of given to us with the shoebox, and it's in our native language. And so like when I read that booklet, and it told me about Jesus and how he came and died for my sins, I truthfully thought it was fairy tale because I couldn't wrap my mind around the fact that a creator of everything would want someone like me, a nobody, and then this booklet was telling me that, you know, he loved me so much that he gave up his life so I could get to know him so I can be in his family. Mm-hmm. So that was one of my favorite things. And the second thing is just knowing that somebody packed a box for me. Because like I said, by that time, I didn't feel like I was worth anything. But with the shoebox, somebody was telling me that, hey, you are worth something. You know, you're worth my time to pack the shoebox for you.
0: Mm, that's fantastic. It kind of
2: changed I- my life.
0: Uh, and that is what's unbelievable. Just the story of Jesus, hearing the story of Jesus at a low time in your life, being rescued by his love. So fantastic. Elena, thank you so much for sharing your story today on I Work For Him. Thanks for just thanks for being willing. We really appreciate it. Just have a great day. And I hope someday you're able to pack a shoebox to be able to send off somewhere around the world. Thank you. You bet. All right. So. We're talking today with John Brigner from Samaritan's Purse, and he's in charge of the local volunteer force here in Florida for Operation Christmas Child. John, as you look at this ministry that really culminates next week. That's right. Next week, you're collecting shoeboxes from all over, not just Tampa Bay, but all over Florida, right? All over Florida, all over the United States. and So you collect everywhere next week. Next week next that, week. That, I mean, and how many boxes? I mean, you guys don't just do Operation Christmas Child here in the States. Do you do this I mean, do people pack up boxes in other countries
1: as well? There's like 10 other countries around the world that are packing shoe boxes at the same time. So, and, how and many how many do you collect here in Florida? Uh, Florida our goal this year is 609,906 shoe boxes. 609,906 shoe boxes.
0: Not 907.
1: 906,
0: 906, 609, 906. That's a funny number. All right. So as we look at providing those, this is a challenge out to you and your workplace. As you're listening today, whether you let's just, we I know we got a lot of teachers that listen here at the bottom of the half hour. So they're just coming on. We'll, we'll catch them. Uh, we've got a lot of government workers, people getting off their jobs, a lot of hospital workers that are just getting off of their jobs. They're going, but how do I do this in my workplace? How do I find out all the details?
1: Best way to get involved is go to samaritanspersonorg backslash OCC. And the best way to do it is pack a shoebox. Pack a shoebox and drop it off at one of the 23 drop-off locations in the Tampa Bay area.
0: 23 different locations where they can drop off one of these shoeboxes. And how, did they, how do they find out the locations? You said there's 23 locations and they're spread out all over Tampa Bay?
1: All over the Tampa Bay area from Hernando, Pasco, her. Hillsborough and Pinellas Counties. There's 23 different ones. You can go on okay. samaritanspurse.org, and there's a zip code locator out there. You can put your zip code in, and it'll bring up the closest locations to drop off your box.
0: Now, we got people listening in Sarasota, Bradenton,
1: Manatee County. Do um, you got locations down there, too? Absolutely. Go to the zip code locator and put in your zip code, and it'll show you the next location.
0: we got people listening in Polk County. we got people listening in Citrus County. Do you got locations there, too?
1: Locations all over the Florida area, okay, all over good. The the United States.
0: Because, oh, that's even better because we've got people listening on iHeartRadio. There you go. So they're going to go to SamaritansPurse.org forward slash OCC for Operation Christmas Child. I learned that today. Yeah. And you can find out how you can get involved in this today. Literally, listen, the time is running out. Collection week is next week through. So it's through the it's the 14th. I, I lost fourteenth 14th 14th to the 21st. 21st. That's All great. right. So you got a week. You got 10 days to get your shoebox in. But this would be a great weekend to do the shopping. Amen. Because the weather's going to be great across the nation. There's no snowstorms threatened anywhere. A little bit of rain in the the way far Pacific Northwest, but rain can't keep you from going to Walmart or one of those, Family Dollar, or one of those stores to be able to fill up the shoebox. Let's talk about the kinds of things that as workplaces come together. This is a great thing to build teamwork in a workplace. That's right. To do a shoebox together. What are some of the things you'd love to see people shove inside these shoeboxes? Uh, like I Let's said, be specific. Let's like be specific. I said
1: before, but, but people
0: are tuning in right now that have not been listening, John. So be nice to those all people. How About right. a washcloth. All right, a I'll washcloth. Bet. Why is a washcloth important? We we all have lots of washcloths. Why do we need washcloth in the shoebox?
1: Because just as as Elena shared, she was in an orphanage, and there's another story, and I I don't know whether it's in the book or not, but um, there's a story about a boy that was in an orphanage, and they lined up all the kids to take a bath once a week. And they used the same water in the same tub with the same towel. And he opened up his shoe box. He had a washcloth in there. And he thought that was his very own towel. That's why a washcloth is important. Wow. So whatever you can fit in, is there a weight limitation to how much weight you can put into a shoebox? No. Tools are a great thing to put in. You can put in a hammer, you can put in screwdrivers, just no, no knives, no sharp things like that. But,
0: but you, gave, you also dropped another suggestion. So hygiene products, toothbrushes, toothpaste. Um, I love the washcloth. Soap in a Ziploc bag. Why is a Ziploc bag so important for the soap?
1: Uh, so that it doesn't get the smell into the other other items that are there.
0: Right. Plus, when they start to use it, it'll be all sticky, gummy. And they can put and it, they it put right it in, back in. Right. There. And but the use a good Ziploc bag. That's Ziploc bags are great things to put in there. Absolutely. You mentioned some other thing, a pill bottle with fishing string and hooks, mm-hmm. so people can fish. That's right. Teach that. a man to fish. Teach a man to fish. Give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Teach a man to fish, he eats for a lifetime. Teach a man to sell fish, and he can provide for his village. Amen, brother. That's a really cool thing. All right, John, when we come back, we're going to, we got to keep talking about how people can get involved, but go ahead and plug the website again for Samaritan's Purse.
1: Samaritan's backslash OCC. Is it backslash
0: or forward slash? It's a backslash. It's not the forward slash. It's a backslash. It's a Are backslash you sure? I am positive. Ace is going to check on that. All right. Backslash OCC. <laughs> or you can type in Operation Christmas Child right on the Google line, the Google search line. You can find It'll out all about it. It will take you where you need to go. Choose right now to get involved. Listen, I, this is not a paid <laughs> advertiser. This is something that I am just passionate about. When our kids were little, they absolutely loved getting involved in the shoebox ministry because they knew that they were investing their time, their efforts, their money in blessing a child across the globe and getting that kid a chance to hear the gospel because they were going to get a booklet to tell about Jesus in their own language. We're talking today with John Brigner from Operation Christmas Child, but we're going to take a little break and go back almost like a trip to memory lane. Last May, we interviewed... Paige Murrell. She had done a story sketch, a whiteboard story sketch on calling and won an award from the Institute of Faith, Work and Economics. And in that interview, she shared how she's going off to college this fall. And I contacted Paige and said, Paige, how's your faith getting impacting in college? How is college different than what you expected? Would you be willing to share with the audience as a, a, one of the youngest millennials out there, how is Christ impacting your work on college? She goes, I'll do that. So, welcome back to I Work For him, Paige Morell.:
3: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm so glad to have you back. It's great to hear your voice. Talk to me about college. First of all, is it what you expected it would be?
3: Um, I would say it's a mixture of expectations and going beyond expectations. So, there's been a lot of surprises along the way, but definitely worthwhile.
0: All right, so now you're a freshman in college. Have you been careful while eating so that you don't put on that freshman 10 pounds?
3: <laughs> I will say it get, does get a little tempting with free access to ice cream at all points of the day.
0: Ice but. cream ice is your weakness. Oh, see, for me it was yes. the pizza. <laughs> it was the fact that you could get pizza delivered to your dorm room at any time, day or night. That was what was weakness for me. All right, so you mm-hmm. did you did your whiteboard story sketch on calling. Now, you had a pretty clear understanding on your calling going into college. Now you've been there, let's see, so late August, September, October, we're almost to Thanksgiving break. Mm-hmm. Is your is your understanding of your calling clearer today or muddier today?
3: Well, I would say that I have a similar understanding of calling as the one I walked into school with, but school has definitely been challenging me in my thinking about how the concept of calling really applies to the christian life
0: so let's review let's go back into Storyland, and we're going to hear your calling sketch and then we're going to talk about it because this was this was you living this all out living breathing it before you went to college Mm -hmm. and now you get we have this paradigm shift all right ace go ahead and play it
4: what is a calling is it a profession a purpose or a person What is fulfillment? Does it include wealth and fame? Or is it something more? Despite the significance of these questions, Christians often gloss over them. Society's emphasis on securing a well-paying job above all else pushes them to the sidelines. Who cares about calling when you can make lots of money? Yet these questions won't leave us alone. They linger in the back of our minds, demanding we answer them. So, God answers them for us. His word makes clear exactly what a calling is, what fulfillment is, and how they connect. Scripture explains that a calling is not numerical. It isn't fame. It isn't wealth. It isn't even success. At least, not success as measured by society. A calling is more than an assignment or a job, something you do during the nine to five. It's a common misconception that career equals calling. In reality, a calling entails both doing and being. Yes, God does command us to be disciples and to work diligently, but that should happen regardless of our jobs. Jobs can change, but a calling remains constant. Why? Because God suited you specifically for your calling. Because of this, we can find fulfillment in following God's call for our lives. Of course, fulfillment doesn't mean we'll always succeed or that we're perfect. On the contrary, we may fail often and still be fulfilled. God gives us a sense of satisfaction when we faithfully steward the unique skills and talents with which he has gifted us. It is striving to glorify God in all that we say, think, and do, even in the monotony of everyday life. Finding fulfillment means finding God's purpose for your life and pursuing Him and it with intensity and intentionality. So what is a calling? It's following God's plan for your life with passion. It's using your gifts to glorify him and serve others. It's who you are and what you do. And when we truly grasp that fact, we can discover real substantial fulfillment and deep fervor we can share with others.
0: Paige, as you wrote that, put that together on a storyboard sketch, and people, we'll put that link out on Facebook tonight so you can actually see Paige drawing while she's speaking this. You had that understanding of calling going into college. Now, you go Mm -hmm. to a college that it's, where did you end up going to school?
3: I ended up attending Boyce College. It's in Louisville, Kentucky.
0: He even said Louisville right. Okay. Actually, Louisville. <laughs> it's Louisville. It's really just two syllables, not three, <laughs> if you're really from there. All right. But how has the college been challenging your understanding of calling on your life?
3: Well, that's that's a really significant question. I would say the most important thing that school has been teaching me about calling is a biblical view of how calling relates to building the kingdom of God on earth. So one of the things that we do here on campus is every Monday night the student body body will gather for chapel. And one of my all-time favorite services this semester focused on how to live as a faithful exile in the world. And it's focused on the passage in Jeremiah 29 where Jeremiah tells the Israelites to seek the welfare of the city in which they live as captives. And as Christians, we're in that same position. Our callings are directed towards seeking the welfare of the city or community that we live in right now, so following God's calling on our lives leads to gospel flourishing, and I've seen that happen here on campus.
0: It's so hard for me to believe that you're 18 years old. I just <laughs> God has given you such an amazing understanding. So, talk to me about your challenges on campus. Every campus, whether you're on a Christian campus or not a Christian campus, Mm -hmm. your faith still gets challenged. How has your faith been stretched there at Boyce College?
3: Well, it's definitely been challenging me to refine my views and make sure I really know what I believe about really important issues that aren't talked about very often on a normal basis. Because you'd think being at a a quote-unquote Christian college would make it easy to be passive about the gospel, but I'd say it actually helps me delve really deeply into what it truly means to live the abundant and God-centered life.
0: When you say things like that, I just go, oh my gosh, you're just amazing. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> and I want the Lord, to and that's why I wanted to reconnect with you, because the Lord has put a, such a, an incredible gift in your heart to be able to see those things. How have you That love for the gospel, and you're on a Christian campus, yet I know that there are people that you walk alongside, you probably live with, that are not Christ followers yet. They they may think they are, but they're probably not, or they may Mm -hmm. just say, no, I'm not. How have you been given opportunities to share your faith with those young ladies that you are around all all day long? Mm
3: Mm-hmm. Well, there's been a lot of opportunities on a relationship aspect and really being in the confines of, it's a pretty small school here. I believe there's only about maybe 500 on-campus students. So you get to know people really well and you get to know their struggles and their just what they're going through on a daily basis and how to deal with seeing people every single day and living with them and dealing with conflict with them and how to confront people and also be encouraging and motivating through that. So it's been a real opportunity to invest in people in a way that is very unique to a small college campus.
0: It sounds awesome, and it sounds like you're really looking at it it, in a positive way. You know, Because of the topic of I Work For Him, and you know the challenge out there with the I Work For Him Nation is to start praying for those people around you each and every day. Mm -hmm. How have you seen your prayer life amp up as you get surrounded with people that don't necessarily agree with you?
3: Yeah, I would say it's been an enormous change from when I came to school to begin with. I, being dealing with all the things on a college campus and stress levels and people and everything that happens has been really motivating for me to focus on prayer a lot more and make it a bigger part of my life.
0: <laughs> okay. So what kind of surprises has the enemy sent your way to distract you from your focus there in, on campus?
3: Maybe the idea that you need to conform more to certain viewpoints. I'd say that while I'm here on this campus, it's easy—it's it's easy to be a Christian, but it's not always just easy to disagree with people. And while the culture here encourages deep thinking about issues, I'm always tempted to keep silent about issues that I. Disagree with a lot of people on or that may spark even healthy conflict And I think that's one of the things that I've been dealing with that has been pulling me away from my focus In that I'm not as willing to challenge people as I should be and that's been something that's been really pointed out to me By people around me who really love me and it's been really helpful.
0: All right So when we talk again after school gets out next spring, I'm going to ask you that question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to okay. ask you if you got better at confronting people and dealing with things and, and, and getting out there and challenging people, asking those tough mm-hmm. questions. All right, so how do you feel that the college is doing so far in equipping you to be prepared to take your faith out into the world, whatever your workplace may be, after you graduate?
3: I think it's been amazing. I've gained so much wisdom here from all of the faculty and all of my mentors here. It's been helpful on both the business side of things and on just general spiritual things as well and i would say i've learned so much here that is so valuable to take away and really helpful
0: that is so awesome to hear, Paige. when you were living at home did you ever get a chance to participate in the operation christmas child shoebox program
3: i did when i was younger yes
0: and how did that impact your life as a youngster
3: I was so young that it didn't impact me as much as I would have liked it to going forward, but it definitely helped me to see the needs of other people around me more so than just myself and realizing that not everyone has the Christmas that I do. And that
0: was really important to me to realize. Yeah, that's right. We've been talking about that during the hour today, but we took a break to talk Mm -hmm. to you today. Paige, we will continue to pray for you as you're on campus and just keep paying attention to how the Lord is shaping you and how the enemy's coming after you. And just so you know, you're off the hook because the music is on. I didn't ask you that question. If the the enemy sent a boy in your life to distract you, I didn't ask you that question. (laughs) Well, has he? Because boys are distractions, you know.
3: This is very true, but
0: thankfully no. (laughs) Okay. Paige Murrell, thank you so much for calling into I Work For Him. Thanks for sharing your heart, and we'll talk to you again in the spring. Thank
3: you so
0: much. We're back having a conversation with John Brigner about Samaritan's Purse Ministry called Operation Christmas Child. Here's why we're talking about this today on our Faith and Work show called I Work For Him. This is an incredible opportunity to do a project with people right here in your workplace, whatever that workplace may be, to get people to join together and build some shoeboxes and bless some kids across the world that are way less fortunate than your own kids or than you. And at the same time, when when Samaritan's Purse delivers these shoeboxes, John, what
1: else do these kids get? Oh, the presentation, they have a gospel presentation that goes along um, with, the, with the program. There, there's a gift booklet that goes along with it that's called The Greatest Gift of All. And it's the story of Jesus from creation all the way through the ascension. And it's put in their native language. Over a hundred languages around the world, yes. So and then they have the opportunity afterwards, if there's teachers available, to go through a 12-week discipleship program called The Greatest Journey. And it teaches them who Jesus is, how to walk with Him, and how to share Him with their family and friends.
0: And if you're just tuning in right now, we're talking about Samaritanspurse.org forward slash OCC Operation Christmas Child. But earlier on the show, we had Elena call in. Elena was one of those kids who got one of these boxes years and years ago while she was in an orphanage. And she described the experience. So I just challenge you to go back out, go to iWorkForHim.com, click on the archives or the podcast, and listen to that testimony. I, it almost brought me to tears. I had to hold back because i got to keep composure on the air. But to hear how she described how she got the box, John, it, it took my breath away. Because she was afraid to open the box because the box was so beautiful.
1: She didn't have any beauty in her life at all. She lives in basically a gray world. Absolutely.
0: So millions of boxes are going to go out. How many millions are, are you guys
1: going to collect in the next week? 12 million shoe boxes around the
0: world. Are going to go out and minister to kids and touch families with the gospel cuz these are going to the kids are getting those shoeboxes but you get the back door the the moms and dads because they're going to all hear the gospel. That's right. When when your child brings something home, what do you say? Oh, what would you get? And it's colorful. I've seen that presentation. everything's color. But yeah. in these shoeboxes, people listening, they can they can go
1: online to find out how to do it. Talk about build a box. Before we we before run out of time. Okay. Um if you if you don't make Collection Week, which is next week, November fourteenth through the twenty-first. Um, you can always go out to SamaritansPurse.org and build a box online. SamaritansPurse.org/slash/build-a-box-online, and you can pick out items that are out there. Um, pick out what items you want. You can upload a picture of yourself and a note to the child, and they'll pack it and send it off. For and you.
0: that's a newer thing putting the note in there for the kid, being able to have a picture with it and be able to track
1: that box. That's right. You When you normally hand it a shoe box, you don't get to track it. You can go on and put your financial donation in online, and you can print out a barcode, and it's called Follow Your Box. And you can print out a barcode, put that on your box when you drop it off your drop off location. It'll get scanned in Atlanta and then scanned in the country that it's received in. And you'll get an email back.
0: And kids are getting in touch with, I mean, you're putting soaps and toothbrushes and toothpaste and washcloths. We just heard how important washcloths were. School supplies. School supplies. Socks. Now, not all these kids have shoes, but... Socks, shoes, and you Absolutely. can designate it. it's a boy box or a girl
1: box. Different ages.
0: Different ages. Teenagers. Teenage boxes are desperately needed because there's a lot of teenagers that need these things. John Brigner, thanks so much for bringing out Operation Christmas Child for us talking about it on the air today. Thank you. It's been a blessing. You know, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, just a reminder, go out there to samaritanspurse.org forward slash OCC, Operation Christmas Child, or just Google Operation Christmas Child. Find out about this amazing ministry and how you can get involved right now and touch the lives of kids around the globe. We need to remember that there is a battle for the souls, not only of our coworkers and employees, but for these little kids around the globe. They are being masked in darkness, and this is an opportunity for you to bring light to these dark areas, these dark regions around the globe. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I own my own business, but
2: ultimately, I work for him.